Is ChatGP3 a threat to your practice? It depends. It could be. Um, but if you decide to become, I think we've talked about this before, you can either become a victim of yeah. ChatGPT yeah. or you could become a victor right. of ChatGPT. Yeah. So if you choose to be a victor of ChatGPT, I think you're going to find this is an extremely helpful and useful tool. And I think this was just so big and blatant for us to ignore mm. in terms of this podcast. I think this we, we had to have an episode about this. Hey, law firm owner, welcome to the Your Practice Mastered podcast. We're your host. I'm Michael Strauch. Call me MPS for short. I'm Richard James, and today we're going to talk about the up and coming. Well, it's probably already here, and maybe it thought it knows where it's going, right? <laughs> yeah. Chat GPT, or what is it? Artificial intelligence? Yeah, Chat GPT. And uh, if that's one of the bigger challenges facing your law firm today, we'll talk about that, discuss it, and see how it impacts you. But man, it's a pretty powerful tool, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's only getting more powerful. Didn't you tell me that there was some sort of breaking news just today that uh, some of the powers that be uh, are asking the chat, the, the uh, artificial intelligence kind of world to throttle? So in the last week alone, um, since ChatGPT announced their plugin suite, uh, there have been, I think, 373 new AI tools developed. <laughs> 373 new AI tools developed. So, uh, yeah, the powers that be called for a six-month pause on the learning and speed at which AI is catching up. Because um, if you've ever seen an iRobot, it could become a bit of a freaky situation. Now, I don't know. We'll I, see. I'd hire me a robot. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, if they had one, I'd hire it right now. There's no question. <laughs> what was that, Rosie from the Jetsons? Yeah, Ro Rosie from the yes. Wasn't that the, wasn't that Rosie, the name of the? It might be. I I don't yeah, remember. It's dating you a little bit. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Well, look, if you think it's if it's Rosie and I'm right, go ahead and let me know in the comments. Yeah. All right. Speaking of comments, quick gentleman's agreement. While you're here, um, look, we put our time, money, and resources into this podcast for you to get you valuable content. All we ask for in return is that. If this isn't your first time, you've been here for a little bit watching this, we call it our gentleman's agreement or ladies uh, something. Gentlemen and ladies, uh, this is for both of you. Our only ask is that you go ahead and, depending on the platform you're listening or watching on, hit that subscribe button or follow button, turn those bell notifications on, and share it if you find it valuable. But ChatGPT, how does it relate to your law firm? Is it a threat to your law firm? Well, let's talk about it. I would tell you that ChatGPT is now not the only tool <laughs> in the suite. Uh, ChatGPT is the catalyst of everything and still extremely powerful and such a lucrative tool. And when it comes to is it a threat to their law firm, I don't know. Let's, let's talk about it. I think for the law firm owner who does nothing uh, and sits back and hopes they get referrals and doesn't build systems and is not proactive in their marketing and their content creation and doing all things they're supposed to do to run the business of law, mm. I think ChatGPT is absolutely uh, a threat to them, especially if they do vanilla type work, you know, basic wills and trusts and corporate agreements and transactional work in a way that can be duplicated. Um, certainly any any uh, pro se work that used to have a hard time creating things is all that's about to get a lot easier. So I think for those that sit back 
on their hands and, and assume that life is just going to be hunky-dory, I think this is an actual threat to them. And, and I would go another step further, and I would say um, to the firms that just don't put any value or emphasis on client experience. Mm. Because, look, at the end of the day, your lawyers, people can put stuff into chat GPT now, get legal documents. You could probably pick it apart and read a bunch of things that are wrong with it, I'm sure. Um, maybe. I don't know. But, but at, they don't know that. But they don't know that. And they just assume they got what worked. They got the legal document that they needed. And if we're not putting an emphasis on client experience, um, the line starts to get blurred a little bit for people about why they should go to a law firm as compared to go to the AI tool that can have a legal document done for them in less than 60 seconds. Yeah. Well, they're in the professional service business. Right. Which means they have to give professional level service. Exactly. And so... People think that some lawyers think that doing their job is a professional service. Mm -hmm. And I would say that when you learn the truth about running a business or the business of law, like we try to do is increase their business acumen or small business acumen, that it's actually creating the impression of the service that you create is wonderful and reminding them about why it's so wonderful. That's the most important thing. Quick story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have told this already, and if I did and I'm repeating myself, that's normal because I'm getting older, so <laughs> bear with me. But it's the uh, boutonniere story. I, I don't think this one's been discussed. All right, so even if it has, we're rolling with it. So my one of my original mentors, Brian McCarthy. Mm. Uh, Brian owns the flower shops, and he owned them in Scranton. He became, at one point, I think, the fifth largest florist in the country. It might be larger now. I think his family's involved with the business. Haven't seen him in a while. Brian, if you're watching, hey, how are you? Love to see you again. I know you're not far from us now. We live in the southeast, too. Give me a holler. Anyway, um, Brian, you know, used to really he used to show me the way to run a business and and every time I got with Brian when he was teaching me and being my mentor um, he would remind me that he put the boutonnieres on my groomsmen despite the fact that I had bought the boutonnieres from his competitor because I was in the funeral business and I did business with a lot of florists. There was a lot of florists in town. So I gave one florist the, the, the church. I gave Brian the church. I gave one florist the boutonnieres and the, bo- and the bouquets and stuff. I gave that to another florist. I gave one florist the, the, um, uh, the, the reception hall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, it was a big deal all the way around. Everybody got about the same kind of balance. And Brian was at the church putting his flowers on and the other florist just dropped the boutonnieres off and my groomsmen were there trying to figure out how to stick a pin, you know, and they yep. didn't know how to do it. And of course I'm in the back with the priest, um, in the, in the, you know, with my best man. And so I wasn't there to micromanage the experience. So Brian put my, his competitors boutonnieres on my groomsmen. Now, Brian told me that story every time. <laughs> and I mean, Every time he was in a scenario where there was somebody new and we started talking about business, he repeated that story. And I one day called him out when we were in the car together alone. I go, hey, man, you know I know that you put my competitor's flowers on, you know, for me and it wasn't your responsibility. It was theirs. I go, why do you keep telling me? He goes, oh, he goes, Richie, he called me Richie. He goes, you can never stop reminding your customers what you do for them. Mm. He says, if you stop reminding your customers what you do for them, they're going to forget. There's too much information. This is it. 
This is in 1998, he's telling me this, right? <laughs> there's too much information. Imagine how much information there is now, right? There's more information created every day than there was created up to that point in all of history, right? Yeah, yes. And so, so like, he, his point was, there's too much information to stop telling them about what you've done for them. And I think law firms fail to realize that they need to make sure their clients see what it is they do for them. It's a marketing effort. It's a sales effort. It's a micromanaging client experience effort. And so we're making this about ChatGPT, and we're going to talk a little bit about that because sure. you're actually giving a presentation at the upcoming Partners Club in May. You have a whole section. By the way, spoiler alert, if you're a Partners Club member and you didn't know that, Michael's giving a whole presentation on the proper uses of ChatGPT and all the plugins and everything else, and that's going to be in-depth. We're not going to cover that much here today. No, but we'll talk about it. You'll get a sneak peek. But yeah, I mean, this idea that if it it'll be a threat to them if they forget how to serve their client certainly is, will is the ultimate. And that yeah. So when it comes to is Chat GPT a threat to your law firm? It depends. In the famous words of an attorney, <laughs> it depends. It depends if you value the client experience and put an emphasis on it and you don't just sit back and hope all your marketing runs and all of your referrals come through. If you're proactive, you're valuing the client experience, you're using the tool to your advantages, then you're going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. So that's why it depends. But yeah, let's let's branch into chat GPT. So we talked about if it's a threat to their law firm, but I would flip that perspective and say it's also a massive opportunity for their law firm. Yeah, yeah. So what's the first stopping ground for you in the world of opportunity in a global sense? Um, copywriting. Copywriting, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was in a – I sent you a picture of it the other day. One of our members uh, was asking about, hey, I want to get this funnel built. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I want to get it built in the next two weeks. And I was like – you know, I'm like, yeah, that's great, but I know their firm and I know how much where they are in their storyline of getting their independence and so and who they have on their team. Right. And so I'm like, I love the idea of two weeks, but it's aggressive. And by the way, here's the reasons why it's aggressive. You got to do X, you got to do Y, you got to do Z. And I wrote it all out for him step by step of what he needed to do. So I gave him a scope and a feel so he understood how to build proper expectations. And one of the other members came on and said what? He said, yeah, yeah. Uh Funny you say that. Uh, Chat GPT could do this for you in about 30 seconds. He said he, he, he even said some version of he just had it do. He just had it do some version of what that other law firm owner was looking to do in 30 seconds. Right. So, yeah, it can be wildly, wildly useful for your firm. And I think copywriting, but in an even broader sense, marketing. Yeah. I, I, I think marketing is probably the biggest opportunity for law firm owners from a perspective of AI and chat GPT. Now, there's a bunch of other tools that have been created that could probably help workflow, customer service, the whole nine, but from a broad chat GPT sense, marketing. So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the marketing uses that... Yeah, so let's... let's so remember... Marketing is message, media, market match. What, tell, why don't you tell them what that's all about? Yeah, so you got your message. That's your offer. That's kind of what you're providing, right? That's your message. To, we call it salesman in print. Sure. Salesman in print. Yeah. Salesman in print. You've got your media, and that's how you're delivering that message. Is it text? Is it image? Is it video? Is it audio? Is it a combination of all of them? So your media. Yeah. Is it direct mail? Is it, is it direct Facebook? mail? Is it yes. TV? Is right. it radio? Is it billboard? Right, right. Yeah. Um, so you got your message, your media, your market. That's 
who who's your target market? Who's the the marketing going to? You, you've got to nail that down, and that's kind of your message media market fit. Yeah, like do you serve soccer moms between the age of thirty five and forty five that drive a white caravan? Right. I mean, you could you honestly, could get that specific. You could. Yes. And so, like, um, once you have your message media market match and you identify what you're going to do, mm-hmm. so um, let's start there. Could ChatGPT give you guidance based on your practice area, your geographic, where you live, maybe some history about what you've done in the past and spit out a message media market match plan for you? Yes, it yeah, can. Right? Literally, it can do that for you. And uh, one of the next levels of chat GPT is uh, browsing mode, which means now it can view information real time on the internet, which means it's now not just a language model based that takes all the information up until I think originally it was like 2020 or 2021. So hang on a second. So uh, before this, what you're suggesting is it didn't do live browsing. It did not do live browsing. It just had a database it of knowledge. A knowledge base of just every <laughs> all data compiled into this huge knowledge base. Up to a certain point. Up to a certain point. Like I said, I think it's 2020 or 2021, something like that. But now it's got browsing mode, mm. which means now it can pull all recent up-to-date data mm. to help you build out this stuff as well. Mm. So, yeah, you can start with that. You can literally use ChatGPT mm. to um, help you formulate a plan for your next marketing material, mm. starting with message, media, market, fit. And, uh, and, and then once you get your message, media, market, fit, now you can start to break out those individual components and use chat GPT to help so, you. So with let's, that. let's pick a media, which one you want to use. Uh, let's, let's, uh, Facebook ad. Okay, great. Yeah. Facebook. So what are, what are some of the different types of Facebook ads you could have? Different types of Facebook ads. You could use video. Yeah. You could use static image. Okay. You can use text. Okay. Yeah. So now you got to create an ad for Correct. Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, Let's back up. Mm-hmm. You're going to use Facebook and your market. Could you ask ChatGPT what the best audience selection would be for Facebook for the type of market you're trying to reach? You sure can. Um, I would say it's probably more enhanced with browsing mode now right. to give you a more modern twist on market. Not that two years ago isn't modern, but in technology times, that's a little bit behind. Yeah. Right. So, yes, you can probably start there with prompting it. Okay, and then once it gives you your audience that you're going to attempt to tap into, um, could... By the way, I'm just if we're talking about Facebook ad settings, you could even go as far as telling it, um, and here's my budget. How much would you recommend to spend a day? Hmm. Is this the proper budget for that audience? What time should the ad be spent? What time should the ad be? Yeah, yeah, yes. So all of that can be compiled through chat GPT. So you can start to talk about your budget. And then once you've got that, you've got your audience, you've got your budget. Uh, now you've obviously got to create your media combined with your message. And so um, now you probably, one standard thing you're going to have in every Facebook ad is some copy component, right? Because you've got to have copy on the ad. Right, so you have to have an ad, right? right? So you said text, fixed image, or video. Right. So could ChatGPT write you a text ad? Yes, easily. Could ChatGPT tell you what type of photo to use? 
we'll go one step further. <laughs> okay. Chat GPT can not only tell you what type of photo you can use, but now you can take that snippet and put it into something called Mind Journey, and Mind Journey will create the photo for you. <laughs> can you tell who the younger of the two of us are? <laughs> it's crazy. I actually tested it the other day. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So while that's the freaky, uh, and thing, I'm sure right? there's people who know about AI and they're laughing at oh, us probably. that we barely just know nothing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. I, I take it back. Also, mid journey. Sorry, not mind journey. Mid journey. Mid journey. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, and and so so it can literally create the image for you. Now you're gonna ask, can it create the video for you? Yeah. The answer is also yes. But let's start with this. Say, and I would tell you for many of you law firm owners. If you've got a local presence, people probably want to see your face, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you could use AI tools to do it. So just to be clear, you can also take a script out of ChatGPT, upload it into an AI tool that can mock your face and your voice <laughs> and create a video by you without you doing any work. There's a little bit of training to the, the tool, but you can do that. But let's just pretend we're not going to do that. And you, you just need a, a script. Like, what are you going to say? Chad GPT can help you write out what that script is, literally how long it needs to be, what you need to say, if there's a scene where they, they reckon for editing purposes, now show this. Like it'll write out your entire right. script. So, so, so if you say to Chad GPT, how long should the video be? And if Chad GPT says, well, your video should be 20 seconds. Sure. Um, and it gives you a script and you read the script. The script is exactly 20 seconds, isn't it? It's exactly 20 seconds. And then if you prompt chat GPT correctly, it somehow gets into the mind of whoever you're speaking to really well. Uh-huh. Like it, it, it's crazy. It is because I've tested it and, <laughs> and I've been in this weird position where I like, I don't want to lean on relying on chat GPT to do all my thinking for me. But at the same time, it does it so well. Yeah. Like, well, you, you did this with an email, didn't you? I did. Well, that's another tool that just came out. But <laughs> yes, I did this with an email. So I personally, trying to get a client who, who uh, didn't show up to onboarding. Yeah, they ghosted us. Yeah, they you ghosted ever, us on onboarding. You ever have a client ghost you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, frustrating. Yeah, but uh, a heads up would be nice. Anyway, yeah. um, ghosted us for onboarding. Well, our team was trying to get a hold of them. Uh, we had probably sent five text messages, had a few phone calls, which didn't hit. Um, and sent several emails. Nothing. Okay. I, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to try chat GPT. Yeah. It writes me the whole email with a subject line. Ten minutes later, I get a response. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, so the, I'm obviously, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> and we just get a response. I did that with multiple people. And it was amazing. Like the response is, is it 100%? No. But is it? A response after multiple attempts? Yes. So, so, so what you're telling me is, so, so now you've, you've you had the message media market match. So ChatGPT helped you understand, you, you told it, you chose Facebook, so you chose the media. Yeah. It, it, it helped you understand your market, your audience. Mm -hmm. It wrote the ad for you. It would create the video for you. Mm -hmm. It would probably even create the landing page. Bingo. You wanted. Yes. So now there's an AI tool. You just have ChatGPT. <laughs> I know. It's like it just keeps getting better and better. The, the tools link together, and you, you tell the kind of landing page you want it to look like, feel, and then it, it'll build you a landing page. Now, now, somebody's argument might be, well, if everybody's using ChatGPT, then everybody's landing pages and videos are all going to look alike. No. 
No. Not true. Not true. And then, but I would argue that even if they did look alike, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because if a person who's ready for your service runs into your ad, yeah. ChatGPT is designed to take advantage of the psychological traits in marketing and sales to trigger them to take action with you. Correct. And I would make an argument that um, nowadays, a lot of stuff already looks pretty similar. Correct. It, it, it already follows a similar formula for every marketer, coach, consultant out there. And mm. it's already <laughs> at that pace. Yeah. Okay. So now the lead comes in and ChatGPT will help you and other tools would help you like create email follow-up sequence if they if they're an unconverted lead yeah so one thing i want to make a disclaimer on is chat gpt i would not tell you is at the place where you're replacing people in your office mm-hmm. right you still need someone to answer the phones mm-hmm. uh, that that it's not doing that mm-hmm. um you, you still need someone running consultations but when it comes to sequences, text sequences, email sequences that you have to put thought into and time into, it can do that stuff for you, Mm. right? It it can build out an email campaign to all of the people that don't set an appointment with you after your phone people have tried to get a hold of them. What about, so that's great. So I want to talk about one thing and then I want to bridge over to something else. So basically what I'm hearing you say is, so why do you think that most small law firms don't spend a lot of time on themselves building out marketing, marketing funnels, and doing some more advanced things that we understand and people in our industry understand. Why do you think that is? I think it's two things. Okay. One, I think it might be a lack of understanding or knowledge. Mm -hmm. And two, time. Time, right? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, we've eliminated two problems with this. (laughs) Both of them. Right? Both of those issues are are gone. there's no more excuses. I mean, it literally, it's, it, and, it, once you figure this stuff out, it takes a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, very little. But I'm 53, folks, and I went on there, and I, I'm writing stuff like crazy on ChatGPT. I, I, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, it, you just expedite the pace at which you're able to do things. It, it just cuts the time element completely out. The other day, mm-hmm. the other day, I had somebody who had a difficult situation in their family life and it was on a group text Mm -hmm. and I wanted to put out a condolences but it was in a group text so it had to be written in a way that made sense to everybody Mm -hmm. so I wasn't exactly sure how to write it so I went to chat GPT and said I need a prayer for this situation in a group text and chat GPT gave me the prayer and I read it and I'm like oh wow this is awesome and yeah. i put it in the text and everybody in the text is like oh my gosh you're the smartest man you know i mean it was i mean obviously i admitted it wasn't me but but the point is that it fills so many gaps it does fill so many gaps and and this is where you can use it to your advantage without letting it tip over to becoming you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there, there's there's two angles. You don't want to not leverage it, and now you're getting left in the dust. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, you don't want to become reliant on it for that's, that chat GPT does your thinking on everything, right? Now, now it's not just – so So we've, re, we've taken away the small law firm owner's excuse of knowledge and time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's marketing. Yes. But And we're not, we don't have time to go down this rabbit hole, but – 
they can use it for like creating standard operating procedures. Oh, I, SOPs, great for that. Or rules, we call them ROEs, rules of engagement. Yeah, I mean, literally, you, you could put in a template and you could prompt chat GPT and you talk about structures and processes in the firm like we teach. Uh, you can literally have it write that out for you in Word, mm-hmm. right? So now you've got a document. And we all know how much time it takes to create the document, really think through every aspect of it, write it out, format it, the whole night. Yeah, ChatGPT does that for you in 30 seconds. I, I, I got to tell you, it's a, it's a freaky concept. It, it is. It, it's exciting. It's a little bit freaky. It's very exciting. It's very efficient. It's very nice to have, but it is a little bit freaky. I'm, I'm really looking forward to your presentation to the members. Uh, and, and if you're not a member, you can't come. Well, you could come if you got a golden ticket, but you'd have to reach out to us and ask. And this isn't a sales pitch. But This isn't a sales yeah. pitch, but if you do want to. <laughs> and that's why he's the sales trainer. Anyway, uh, but if seriously, if you do want to. Then the link is on the channel art in the YouTube channel. Yeah, go ahead and click on the button. We'll show you how you can get that done. But, any, but anyway, uh, you're going to be teaching a deep dive on this. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that because cause I think we're going to get a bunch of so – a few people were like, I did that. Ooh, let me show you what I did, which will be cool. You'll mm-hmm. get audience participation. And you're going to be some people in the audience who are like, OMG. Yeah. How did you just do that? Uh-huh. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be real cool. I, yeah. I'm excited to give that presentation. And uh, I think for a lot of folks that haven't had the time to really look into this, yeah. it'll be an eye-opener. And probably I'm, I'm thinking they're going to leave that event super excited because yeah. now all of a sudden we're talking about marketing and now they've got this tool to just add fuel to their marketing. Yeah. Before it was like you got to find the person who's going to be your marketing director, your marketing assistant. It was complicated. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying but if you had an executive assistant or an assistant of some sort, they could you could train them to do this stuff for you. Absolutely. I mean, it's that you that we've they don't even need the knowledge base because the knowledge base is there. It is there. You, you just need someone to actually prompt it and do it and execute on it and make sure you've got you know your systems in place for marketing. But so exciting. it is very exciting. So anyway, is ChatGPT a threat to your practice? It depends. It could be. Um, but if you decide to become, I think we've talked about this before, you can either become a victim of yeah. ChatGPT or yeah. you could become a victor right. of ChatGPT. Yeah. So if you choose to be a victor of ChatGPT, I think you're going to find this is an extremely helpful and useful tool. And I think this was just so big and blatant for us to ignore mm. in terms of this podcast. I think this we, we had to have an episode about this. Oh, I'm sure this won't be the last. It probably won't be the last, especially at the pace that stuff is happening. But yeah. I well, think- listen, you've put you put a lot of time, money, and energy and resources into figuring this stuff up. We tell them about the gentleman's agreement yet? We did at the front side. But just again, if you found this episode helpful, you want to share it with a peer because you're like, whoa, look at this new chat GPT thing. Here's all the things it could do for you. Go ahead and share it. And then, of course, depending on the platform you're listening or watching on, hit that subscribe button, follow button, and turn those bell notifications on so you don't miss the podcast episodes because we're here dropping a lot of value for you guys, hopefully. Hopefully you're finding that. And I think we're enjoying doing it too. Yeah, you rock this one. Thank you. Nice work. Nice work. Appreciate it. Hey, looking forward to helping you build your law firm. One chat GPT system at a time. At a time. Thanks, guys.